the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Town Hall Review. number to call, area code 866-423-9578, 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss and my good friend and mentor, Mr. Smith. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Well, I'm doing very well, Pastor Moss, and I thank you again for allowing me to be on your program. It's a great privilege. Well, well I thank you for being here especially after you uh, tantalized me with uh, telling me about what you're doing uh, in terms of dealing with uh, some material that you have, dealing with atheists. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's dig right in, Pastor Moss. I hope you got a good, strong seatbelt. <laughs> Here we go. All right. I wrote an article on my www.realbiblestudy.com website, Okay. And I titled it, Jesus Never Said, I Am God, or Worship Me. Uh-huh. And then I gave his my daily Bible nugget for that one, John chapter 5, verse 23. Okay. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son... Honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Okay. And this is my comment on that verse, and you'll see where we're going in a hurry. We must know the Bible accurately ourselves so that we can answer correctly the questions others sincerely ask of us. And I give as the reference passage to that, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify Uh the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That's right. But then I say, 
because very few Christians know their Bible accurately, many in the world are not being reached with the true gospel message as it is revealed and taught in the Bible. Wow. Some simply have never read the Bible seriously for themselves. Others, and you might get mad at what I say here, Pastor Moss, that's too bad, I'm on the program, you'll just have to cut cut the line. <laughs> <laughs> others have swallowed hook, line, and sinker what others have taught them by way of a theological or doctrinal system, supposing that that system represents Bible truth accurately. Uh-huh. Trust me, no popular system like Calvinism, Arminianism, or any other ism, accurately represents the truth of the Bible. On this site, that's my realbiblestudysite.com, I attempt to show you how to do real Bible study. Uh-huh. I have shared with you in the October 2010 archives, linked immediately to the right on this page, the 24 rules of Bible interpretation that must, be followed in order to understand and interpret the Bible correctly. Disregard wow. these rules at your eternal peril. Wow. Now, immediately below, I share an example of how to use the rule of necessary inference to answer a sincere question posed to me this evening at the evening that I wrote the, the post uh-huh. by a Muslim on the Christianity and Islam Friendly Debate Facebook site. And here's the most Muslim challenge. He says, Jerome Smith, that's me. Jesus never himself said that I am God or worship me. I don't understand what's wrong with you people. Jesus never claimed to be God, but you people do. He said, I myself can do nothing as I hear I say. You say he can do everything. You Christians believe him to be God as he was born miraculously without any father. So Adam, who is also called the Son of God in your Bible, did, rather, the words that did neither have father or mother. Jesus said, there is only one God when speaking to Israel. Hear, O Israel, your Lord our God is one. So with due respect, I want to ask you people, do you understand English, you English man? The messenger <laughs> is telling you that God is one, but you are believing in the Trinity. Here's my response. I appreciate the sincerity of your claim, but your claim involves a very interesting fallacy. The fallacy is that you are specifying the exact wording you would accept as proving the case I support when you and I both know that the wording you propose is not to be found in the Bible. Uh That is a diversion from the truth not a refutation of the truth. But let us consider whether the facts you deny would be supportable using your claim about what Jesus himself never said. I think it can be shown by necessary inference that Jesus Christ did make such a claim and was so understood to have done so by both his friends and his enemies. You have claimed that Jesus did not claim what I claim he did claim. You said Jesus never himself said that I am God or worship me. There's two things, so here's the first one. Number one, did Jesus claim to be God? In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 5, 
Jesus boldly stated to the sick man, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. It was well understood at the time of Jesus that only God can forgive sin. This understanding is reflected in the thoughts of the scribes who were sitting there and saw this happen. They reasoned in their hearts, saying, Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Mark chapter 2, verse 7. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus, therefore, when he said, Thy sins be forgiven thee, proclaimed his deity. This means that Jesus claimed to be God. Now, Absolutely. Two, did Jesus Absolutely. claim that worship was due him? In John five twenty three, Jesus said that all men should honor the Father, I mean, honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. Uh-huh. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. The Father, of course, is God. Jesus commanded that all men should honor the Son in the same way that they honor God the Father. No one would disagree that we ought to worship God the Father. To pay the same honor to Jesus Christ, we must worship him in the same manner that we worship God the Father. Jesus warned, He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Our eternal life strictly depends, Jesus said, upon both hearing and obeying his word and believing on him, God, who sent him, Jesus. John 5, 24, the very next verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Then I wrote to him, I trust my explanation clarifies this matter for you. I have not given my own opinion. I have given as my supporting evidence the very words of Jesus Christ himself and the words as given in the Bible itself. If you need any further clarification or have any further questions, please let me know. Thank you for raising such a good question for discussion. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's amazing that there are uh, people who think that unless something is answered the way they want it to be answered, that then it's, it can't be supported. But you just showed that, yeah. uh, you know, in fact, the Muslims do it. <laughs> Yeah, but you agree with him in, in, in a sense because uh, when he said, uh, Jesus never any said, said that I am God. He, he wants an exact scripture to say that. Uh, anything else that, that references him being God, if it doesn't say what he wants it to say, he won't accept it. But I'm sorry, you're right. The Bible, especially in the Gospel of John and other places as well, uh, demonstrate clearly that uh, Jesus is God. In other words, there's verses... Uh, that, that, uh, that point to it so, so clearly. In fact, uh, over in uh, Hebrews 1, as you know uh, as well, Hebrews 1, where God the Father says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And he's talking about the Son. Uh, That's right. The know, Father called the Son God, and you can't get around it. No, the Jehovah's right. Witnesses have a way to retranslate that, and some others do, but that's not. that's a rather mistaken approach to translation in my judgment, and I've studied it for a good long time, as you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, in my article, I said, what comes next? And I say, I make no claims of expertise about Islam or the Koran. 
my missionary friend of many years, Mr. Vijay Chandra, served in the Fiji Islands working among Muslims and Hindus. English is his second language, but he speaks and writes very well. He has shared with me several of his articles about Islam, the Quran, and the Bible. I have been blessed to be able to help him clarify and correct his written English. You remember I was an English teacher, Pastor Moss. <laughs> I, I do remember. <laughs> I was in your class. <laughs> in turn, he has given me his permission for me to post his articles here. He also has an article published in the Apologetics Journal less than a decade ago. I have that journal in my Logos Bible software collection of scholarly journals involving thousands of volumes. So, Lord willing, I will see if I can post that article, too, in the very near future, and I believe I did. I am looking forward to the privilege all of us who read here will now have to experience the blessing of learning from this dear brother in Christ. Mr. Chandra mentioned to me that he was probably the only Christian serving in the Fiji Islands who owned a copy of my book, The New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, there in Fiji. So that was something. Now, yes. there are four responses to this article. The first one, I think, is by a Muslim, and here's what he says in brief. Jesus is not before God, and I don't need to worship Jesus or pray to Jesus to get to God. It doesn't make wow. sense. That is a system used by America in dealings pertaining to business. For example, I must go through the supervisor before I can get to the boss. Truthfully, the Bible is not perfectly written, and there are many contradictions. So people trying to interpret the Bible are already a mistake. I could never believe the Son is greater than the Father or equal to the Father. And just because the Father gives the Son some authority doesn't make him God. Yes, my name is Kasim, and I died for two minutes, and I've seen something I'm trying to understand. But telling people Jesus is God is not correct. I said, Dear Kasim, thank you for visiting this real Bible study site. Thank you for leaving a very interesting comment. What you have written does not agree with what Jesus Christ himself said. You said, quote, I don't need to worship Jesus or pray to Jesus to get to God, close quote. But Jesus said, quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, John 14, 6. When Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me, this surely means that Jesus is the only true way to God. That is not my opinion. That is what Jesus said. I believe what Jesus said. I hope you will learn more about what Jesus said by reading the New Testament for yourself. That is what I did. I hope you will come to believe what Jesus said the same way I did. And then, Pastor Moss, here's the humdinger. <laughs> this was posted just this past, well, a little bit more than a week ago, perhaps. Anyway, March 16th, 2022. Frank says, the Bible contains many errors and was inspired by God, but written by man. I agree, there is no hierarchy to get to God. God is God, not Jesus. There are no hoops to hurdle through. Quite frankly, the Bible will one day be reduced to nothing more than a book of mythology. Look wow. around our country. I'd guesstimate 60% or more of church structures resemble the Greek mythological temples of days gone by. Coincidence? I think not. 
regardless of what the Bible says, quote-unquote, it's a matter of interpretation. Many, such as yourself, have been brainwashed into thinking the Bible was written by God and contains no errors. That's very sad. It shows a weakness in intelligence. Again, it was not written by God. Jesus was a historical figure and a great teacher according to your Bible. He was a teacher, not a god. That is, if he really ever existed, the decline in Americanized Christianity is warranted. When we cherry-pick verses to meet our needs, often to judge others who are different from us, sickens me, and I welcome the complete decline of said religion. My prediction is, 50 years from now, folks will come to their senses and duly reject Christianity. God didn't write the Bible, full of more than 50,000 errors that are simply explained away. The arrogance of folks like you, so-called Christians, and especially after seeing evangelicals swoon after a female-grabbing, bankrupt business con man who is nothing more than a male whore, made me reevaluate religion. In fact, I've revoked it. Perhaps your God isn't as strong as you think. Lastly, quote, God, unquote, wrote the book of sciences, and man wrote the Bible. It's the book of sciences that man tries to figure out. My faith is in science, spelled with a capital S. No errors in that book. You can claim all the antiquated scriptures, but rest assured, your religion is in a well-deserved decline. Wow. Now, I thought that was a pretty interesting post, Pastor Moss. Yes, very interesting. He was on tech. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my answer to the science uh-huh. business. And remember, I have a teaching field in science, so I did learn one or two things about it once. <laughs> uh, and I also passed the graduate record exam in the 88th percentile of all science majors in the country at the time. So once upon a time, I knew something. But, you know, I might have forgotten it all, but who knows? But here's the thing. Science that you believe today is going to be outdated in 10 years, let alone 50 years. There was an essay written a long time ago that I studied in English literature and also in literary criticism in a graduate school class at Wayne State University there in Detroit. And the essay was called something about the literature of power versus the literature of knowledge. Now, the author of the article included under the literature of power works like Shakespeare, the Bible, Milton, and many other classic writers. And the literature of knowledge would be writings about science, economics, and various things over time which, where the books go out of date. The books that are under the classification called the literature of power don't go out of date. Shakespeare's still Shakespeare, and we don't try to revise the plays and rewrite them to suit ourselves. Uh-huh. We might try to put them in modern English sometimes, but we still keep them the way they are. And the same thing with the Bible. We don't try to rewrite the Bible. We might bring it into more modern English compared to the King James Version, though I like that version as well as, as any. But the Bible stays the same. But science keeps on changing because people learn more and discover what they once thought was true turned out not to be true. Uh, that's right, yeah. So then furthermore, you know, 
I've got a book right here at my elbow, and I know you know about this book, but I'm going to remind you again. Uh-huh. I wish it were still in print, but it's probably not. It's called A Lawyer Examines the Bible by Erwin H. Linton. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, too sure. I have that book, too. Yeah. Now, in that book, one of the outstanding things I noticed in my judgment in his comments was he said, if you don't believe the Bible, he says, I know what you do believe. You believe in evolution. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's usually the case. And what uh, Mr. Linton points out, and so far he's proven correct with the people I've encountered, nobody that he ever met claimed to not believe the Bible had ever studied so much as even one of the great classic works of literature on Christian evidences, such as Simon Greenleaf's uh, book, The Testimony of, of the Evangelists, and so forth. Uh, you know, I found out the same thing, uh, that a lot of people who come against the Bible have not read any evidence that counters uh, their belief system. And at least what, what you must do, and, and, and you know this too, you must look at both sides of any issue. That's right. You know, I participated in the debate program at CAS, which I'm thankful for an English teacher that said she thought I was going to be a pastor, so she thought I'd better get some speech training and uh, so forth, so she signed me up. Well, I was on the debate team, and our debate team, myself, the little guy that was a nobody, and the other guy who was a big somebody, but in any case, we won all the debates, and we won the Detroit City Championship that year. He got a $5,000 scholarship to Yale. Now, that was back in, like, say, 1950. That would have been 55 or 56. $5,000, Pastor Moss, back at that time was a humongous amount of money. got to believe it. Back in the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sure so I didn't get a dime, Pastor Moss, but I did get the oh. bond of the experience. <laughs> you didn't get a dime, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it usually works out for me, but that's all right. I told somebody just lately, if I don't get a reward down here, maybe the Lord will give me a reward in heaven, so we'll see. <laughs> well, that's the place to get it. I'm just like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have the same mind on that. Yep. Wow. Well, to suggest your faith is in science is kind of putting your faith in the wrong direction, at least in the kind of science that they probably would be considering. And uh, I just got a book recently. I think I mentioned it on the last program that I was on live. And it was done by another lawyer. I don't have the book in front of me right now, so I can't tell you much more than just the general idea. I read the whole book, though in preparation for last week. But in any case, this is a contemporary attorney who is one of the top experts in class action suits and so on as an Mm -hmm. attorney. And he wrote a book where he examined atheism. And I think the book is titled something like A Lawyer Examines Atheism, something like that. Mm, And in any case, what he said... In my words, he said he went to the most popular, well-respected, and so on, authors of atheistic books, 
and he read them carefully like an attorney would who has to present a case before a court and determine, am I presenting evidence or hearsay? And he said he was greatly disappointed because he could not find any authors of atheistic books written against Christianity in the Bible that would ever stand up in court whatsoever because they totally lacked evidence. They uh -huh. expressed opinion, they expressed a philosophy, but they didn't present evidence that would stand up in a, a court. At least not if you got judges that follow the laws. We've got some judges, I think, they would have been in my class, Pastor Moss, they might have been a little bit more learned by the time they got out. But <laughs> <laughs> it has to be based on evidence. Yeah. That's why I appreciated the titles of uh, Josh McDowell's uh, book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. That's yeah. right. And yeah. that's exactly what we have. A lot of evidence, Pastor Moss, that absolutely, in my judgment, proves that the Bible is God's word and is accurate and is history, not mythology. It can't be mythology in the New Testament in particular, because the time that took place between the time of Jesus's actual life and the time that the gospel writers wrote it down is too short for mythological uh, action to take place. Uh -huh. So what they wrote, they intended as history, and it is history, and that's what it is. So that's why we can speak of the historical reliability and the historicity of the New Testament. So there's no question that the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead is a proven historical fact, if anything can be proven. Well, and you talk about eyewitness testimony, and uh, talking to you gets me thinking about it. In 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul says that over 500 brethren saw the resurrected Lord at one time. Yeah, and he says in the same chapter, if you don't believe me, most of them are still living. Go check it out. That's right. Now, if that doesn't put you on Front Street, okay, then, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, that alone uh, shows you that uh, uh, evidence. And here he's leaving himself wide open, Paul was, to being called a liar if that wasn't true. 500 folks is a lot of folks. Yeah, <laughs> pretty big claim, but it's true. Yeah. And by the way, that particular segment in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is considered what we would call, I guess you'd call it a, a tradition. I don't like using the word tradition because the word is misused by a certain major, do, do we dare call it a, a denomination? They don't want, want to be called a denomination. They're the one true church. But <laughs> tradition that goes clear back to the very apostles and eyewitnesses of the events themselves. In other words, earlier than the time when Paul wrote the book of 1 Corinthians. All right, well, 1 Corinthians was one of the earlier books written in the New Testament, not the earliest. That is great. And we got to stop right there. You got me so excited. I can't wait to next time uh, so that you can continue. And uh, uh, it's impossible to listen to how you're breaking it down and for us not to get a lot of tips on how to do apologetics and how to deal with people who even come across mean-spirited. So I uh, appreciate it very much. All right? Well, thank you, Pastor Moss, once again, and to the audience for their patience. <laughs> All right. And we'll, and we'll see you next time, sir. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Inside Retirement with Brett Brzezinski of the Brzezinski Group, Saturday mornings at 7 and 11, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Inside Retirement with Brett Brzezinski, Saturday mornings at 7 and 11. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Right here on Faith Talk Detroit, weekday mornings at 1130. Attention pastors, save the date, Thursday, April 28th, is Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, our free special event to honor and thank you for your service to the community. will be held at the San Marino Club. Register at faithtalkdetroit.com and enjoy fellowship, fantastic food, and inspiring insights from Abdu Murray, speaker, author, and president of Embrace the Truth International. Pastors, set aside time to join me, Abdi Murray, at Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon on Thursday, April 28th. I'm thrilled for the opportunity to celebrate with you and to hear and share messages of encouragement. Hope to see you there. Pastors, this event is just for you with uplifting words of empowerment and edification from your peers in ministry. Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is free for pastors, but you must register to attend. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your ticket. Sponsored by A.J. Desmond & Sons Funeral Directors. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to have had my good friend and mentor, uh, Mr. Smith, on the air again. Look forward to talking to him uh, on Thursday, and I just thank God for all of his comments on this program today. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, inviting you 
to be a part of our online classes, okay, because we're doing a lot of work online now, and uh, definitely if you're interested in biblical prophecy, then Tuesday is your day. Tuesday from 11 until about 12.15, we discuss, okay, online, okay, the prophecy, end-time prophecy. We talk about everything from the Antichrist to talk about the return of Christ. Right now, we're in the book of Revelation. That's right. We're wrapping up our prophecy uh, course, and we're in the book of Revelation, and we're just in chapter 1. So if you log on to strictlybiblical.org on Tuesday, it'll tell you how you can... um, uh, uh, be a part of those classes on biblical prophecy. So we look for you there. And then remember, uh, Sunday our service is um, online as well, strictlybiblical.org, Sunday at 11 o'clock, from 11 o'clock until about uh, 12.30 we have the service, sometimes a little longer than that. And we're dealing with the subject of spiritual warfare. That's right, the devil and spiritual warfare, okay? That's right on Sunday, and that's on Sunday. Uh, from 11, uh, uh, 11 uh, uh, noon to about uh, 12.15. Sometimes the students don't want to leave the class either, but it's really an exciting class. All right, so I want you to know what's happening at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. We are still, uh, nothing can stop the body of Christ as a whole from uh, preaching or bringing out the Word of God. We have not yet found a location. We are, in fact, uh, buying a church uh, in the interim. We've got to have our uh, services online, and we're looking for a place that we will lease before we actually buy. But God is still blessing the ministry as we, because we understand a church is not a building. The church is the people. Okay, so that, that's the key thing. So as long as we keep doing what the Lord has told us to do, uh, we're going to be uh, blessed by him. Some of the things we discuss in our prophecy class are things, no doubt, that uh, should be of interest uh, uh, to everyone, okay? uh, because the Bible uh, has, deals a lot with the subject of prophecy, okay? uh, not only just the book of uh, uh, Revelation, Daniel, Jeremiah, a lot of different places in Scripture uh, talk about and deal with the whole subject of the future. So therefore, we should be well aware of what is coming. There's no excuses for us not to know what the Bible says about the return of Christ and things of the things of that nature. These are very serious subjects, or the Lord would not have worried about them. What I want to do here is give you, uh, let us say, a list of things, okay, uh, end-time events, let us say, okay, uh, for us end-time Christians, right? Things that are happening right before our eyes right now. Now, if you have any question about anything that I mentioned, all you've got to do is call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. If you want to make a comment about anything that I comment on, that's the number to call, and I'll be ready to receive it. First of all, the Bible tells us uh, that there will be a massive falling away from the truth. I mean, that's what the Bible says, that there will be a massive falling away from the truth. Now, that's amazing, especially as long as the church has been in operation. You see uh, uh, a lot of churches uh, in the United States everywhere, but yet there is, uh, there's going to be a massive falling away from the truth. And I would say this, that that massive falling away has already begun. That's right. I think it's happening right now. 
Uh, and I believe that many see it happening, but uh, we're not taking the steps we need to prevent uh, the way that things are going. Uh, because one thing that we have to admit that is not being dealt with like it should today is doctrine. Okay? Doctrine does not seem to be very important to people in the church today. Okay? Uh, now, that's not everybody. There are some solid, great Bible teachers that uh, I've listened to. Uh, I've watched them online. I've watched them on television. There's some great guys. Okay? Uh, and you can almost tell the ones who get up there and they put a Bible <laughs> in front of them and they teach or they preach from the Bible. Okay? But those days are, are coming to a close in a large body of Christians where we do not see the focus being on the Word of God like it should be. In fact, Second uh, Timothy over in chapter 2 and in verse, uh, well, I'm sorry, not Second Timothy 2. I've got a scripture there. But first we should go to Second Timothy uh, chapter uh, 4, chapter 3, I'm sorry, chapter 3 and verse 1, where it says this, Second Timothy 3 and 1. This know also that in the last days we're there now. Those are the days we're in. We are in the last days. Perilous times shall come, and they are perilous. Just look out the window. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, without natural affection, uh, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, that means no, having no control, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Okay? It does say, though, verse 5, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Okay? On the outside, yeah, we're religious, and, you know, we go to church every now and then, but in terms of being really dedicated to it, the Bible seems to indicate not. Okay? That is where we're headed. Okay? And the admonition, of course, uh, is this, uh, something that God wants us to continue to do, Second Timothy, uh, and this is in Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 4, okay? in verse 1. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 1. What a powerful verse written by Paul, where he says in verse 1, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Here's what he said to do, right? Verse 2, preach your philosophy. No, he didn't say that. Preach your psychology. No, no, no. Uh, uh, preach how to make me famous and popular. Okay? Uh, he didn't say that. But it says in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. That's what he said. Okay? Notice not just your opinion, okay? but with all longsuffering and doctrine. Right? Because the job of the pastor, teacher, is to proclaim the Word of God, not their own ideas or something that uh, sounds fancy. The job is to preach the Bible, right? Okay. Preach the Word. Okay. Be instant, in season, out of season, whether people want you to or not. Reprove, rebuke, do it in love, but rebuke is necessary. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Then, verse 3, for the time will come. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, those times are here, okay? And we're going to talk about this more when we come right back. 
Most of us have some pretty big dreams. On the next Focus on the Family, recording artist Phil Stacy reflects on how he grew up in a Christian home to his time in the U.S. Navy and then auditioning for the television show American Idol. You'll be encouraged to dream big and to find freedom in Christ next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family weekday mornings at 930 on Faith Talk Detroit. Are you over 65 or turning 65? Whether you're new to Medicare or already have a plan, important changes in Medicare take place every year that most Americans miss. Get your Medicare maximized with Chapter, a free service that makes sure you have the right plan now and continued concierge service whenever you need a change. At Chapter, we instantly compare thousands of plans from the most trusted insurers to find our members the best and most affordable plans for them. The right Medicare coverage for you, including plans to cover gas in Medicare Part A and Part B. Important benefits like vision, dental, and prescription coverage that could save you thousands of dollars each year. Maximize your Medicare with Chapter. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. The service is free, so call and speak with an advisor. Let us help your next chapter be the best one yet. Call 800-586-9222. 800-586-9222. 800-586-9222. This is Luke Hammett. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using the promo code LUKE. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time only, Mike Lindell is offering 50% off on all My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Luke. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke. That's 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Attention barbecue lovers, available today on gottahalfitnow.com. Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake is offering $40 of mouth-watering barbecue for $20. Kaya promises the best barbecue in southeast Michigan. Enjoy fall-off-the-bone locally sourced meats and poultry, made from scratch sides, and signature smokehouse sauces. Go to gottahalfitnow.com. That's gottahalfitnow.com to get your $40 dining deal to Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake for just $20. You're listening to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 WLQV, Faith Talk Detroit, in Odyssey Station. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss, here on the Bible Talk program, a program that is dedicated to theology, uh, dedicated to systematic theology, prophecy, uh, anything biblical, and apologetics. It's focused on this program. Also, your calls are welcome, uh, and if you want to talk to me or ask me a question, All you have to do is dial that number, area code 866-423-9578, area 
area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And if you enjoy this program, then we encourage you uh, to support it. You can send those donations to P.O. Box. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That's Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Uh, it costs us about $2,000 a month to keep this program going. I get no salary from it. It's totally used for radio. And so we definitely appreciate you supporting it. Once again, uh, the uh, address, uh, the number to call for you to uh, uh, send your donations, we appreciate them very much, uh, 05877. That's 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Uh, and make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Put radio on them, friends, and it will come uh, to us. And what we'll do is use that to keep this program going. Appreciate it very much. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We've been looking at what the future is going to hold. Uh, I go into this more extensively in our prophecy classes on Tuesday uh, at 11 o'clock at strictlybiblical.org, where you can uh, log on to and be a part of the uh, uh, course. Um, We are end-time Christians, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the last days. uh, And in the last days, the Bible says there will be a massive falling away from the truth. Just read scriptures to look at that. Uh, And that means truth doctrinally. Also, a fall away from the truth morally. Okay? That's happening before our very eyes today. Okay? We will, people will be embracing doctrinal error, okay? uh, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian science, all of those things are doctrinal error. Now, understand, okay? I never make or never have made a big deal about uh, areas we disagree with that aren't essential. That's right. Only the essentials okay, are the things that we really, really have to defend, the things that challenge orthodoxy, all right? That's what it's important, okay? Uh, There are things that we uh, can, there are things that we can, in other words, there are things we can debate but not divide over. Yeah, certain things we can discuss. We don't have to argue about everything, but certain things, I mean, you you have to just go to the wall for them. Jesus rose from the dead. He did not rise an invisible spirit creature, okay? Jesus is coming back, okay? Yes for a church without spot or wrinkle. Let's not argue whether it's pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, okay? We can argue that. It's fine. But at the end of the day, no one knows the day or the hour. And the orthodox position is just to know that Jesus Christ is coming. If you believe in the second coming, okay, then that is the key prophetic thing you need to know. We can debate the other issues, but they're not important. The only thing we need to debate are the essentials, okay? If someone says, like a mason would say, oh, you can believe that as long as you believe in God, you're going to make it. No, the Bible doesn't say that. You better believe in Jesus Christ. Okay? That is the only way you can make it, right? I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. And on the same token, there is no other name given unto heaven whereby you must be saved except the name of Jesus. Friends, that's what the Bible says. And there's no way you can get around it. And if that is the word of God, then that is the word that you are going to face when you stand before him, okay? 
So we have to be very careful about false doctrine, and we have to know that there's no way that uh, we're going to please God if we do not teach uh, the Bible as the Bible is written. We can't make up our theology, uh, do with it what we want. We've got to hold to the truth of God's Word. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Dr. Charles Stanley with Insight for Believers. You see, God wants us to see Him in everything. So when you and I come to difficulty, hardship, pain, suffering, sickness, trials, if I'm walking wisely, I'm going to look at that from the perspective of the wisdom of God. Hear the series, Walking Wisely, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Hi, I'm Al Averroa, founder of Night Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text free to 833-898-0500. Text free to 833-898-0500. There's a new and better way to end sleeplessness, a breakthrough technology that naturally resets your brain for deep, restful sleep. Brain Life Center in Auburn Hills has teamed up with GottaHalfItNow.com, and they want to show you this amazing new technology. Available only through GottaHalfItNow.com, Brain Life Center is offering their initial assessment for just $75. That's half the regular price. Brain Life Center's drug-free technology creates an environment that lets the brain reset, relax, and realign. This means sleeping through the night, waking rested, and having calm, focused energy throughout the day. Purchase a voucher for your Brain Life Center assessment at gotahalfitnow.com and pay only $75 to experience this technology firsthand. Vouchers are ready for you to buy immediately. Visit gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, itnow.com. Our unbeatable deals are available in limited quantities and go fast. Some people are minimum Christians, trying to get by in their faith by doing the absolute minimum. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to an example of maximum dedication. We'll look to the example of Mary and see how we too should be asking how much can we do for the Lord. Join us this week for A New Beginning. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We've got a caller on the line right now. Caller, are you with us? Hello, Pastor Boss. Yeah, Angelo, how you doing? Great. Uh, Good, what's on your mind? 
I was talking to a dear family member, and they're trying to, you know, embrace the faith and grow in the faith. And they seem to have a relapse from an older time because I was, uh, they asked me why did I like the King James Version of the Bible. And I had seven versions of Bible, seven different Bibles at one time. It just, I just kind of liked the King James. I guess it was the first Bible I got, you know. But their problem was they said the um, King James uh, wrote the Bible to enslave people. And that just shocked me because, and I'm thinking this person was reverting back to another, you know, back when they were running with the atheists or whatever. And uh, I was wondering, what what is a good uh, explanation? You know, I tried to tell them that, you know, there, there are other versions out there that say pretty well, much no. the same well, thing. Well, no. First of all, they said they didn't like the King James because the King James uh, version was anti-black, right? Trying to enslave people? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, what I would tell them is this. and I, In fact, it's, it's, uh, there's another passage I can give, but I don't have time. But this one will help you until I have more time to uh, deal with it uh, uh, in detail. One passage blows that out the water, completely blows it out the water. That would be Numbers chapter 12, Numbers chapter 12, where it says, verse 1, And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, or he had married an Ethiopian woman. Now, you tell me what respecting white racists would write a book saying that Moses married somebody black. Mm-hmm, <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it doesn't make any sense, okay? So you use no. this, tell just ask him, how in a, would a, 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 why would a white racist write the Bible, change it, uh, and put in there that uh, if they, you know, if it was changed, that uh, uh, he married an Ethiopian woman? That shows you right there okay. that it wasn't written, the Bible was, and I can give you other examples, okay, that, that it was not written by some kind of white racist. Right? Okay, thank you. Is that thank good you. evidence? Yes, sir. I, I okay. love you, man. I love you, too. Use that on them. Call me back and tell me what they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. See, that's what this program is for. I'm going to help you as best as I can to defend the faith when people uh, attack the Bible. And just want to illustrate to you, the Bible defends itself. We just need to know how to use it. Okay? And that is the purpose of uh, teaching and programs like this. So please support us if you can. Keep us going. Send donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Remember our Tuesday Prophecy Class. You can be a part of that. Log on to strictlybiblical.org at uh, 11 o'clock, and you can be a part of that class. And I remember Sunday, our Sunday service online, where... Uh, all you have to do is, once again, log on to strictlybiblical.org, and it'll tell you how to be a part of that uh, service. We're, we're dealing with Satan and spiritual warfare, and you don't want to miss it, right? Uh, so want to, just to say to all of you, God bless you. Keep reading your Bibles, okay? Uh, remember, it is the sword of the Spirit, okay? and it's a, a sword that cuts two ways, right? We, don't, we can't use it on others unless we use the sword of the Spirit on ourselves. So make sure that we are reading our Bible every day. I want to thank uh, our technicians for the fine job they do 
Okay, the guys behind the scenes, like Marcus, these are some brilliant guys, and we appreciate all their work. Without them, uh, their uh, show would not be like it is. We appreciate them very much, and the radio station as well. Okay, uh, so remember to read your Bible. Remember to be strictly biblical. Pray, okay, for the peace of Jerusalem, for Israel, uh, and pray for our world with what we're headed for in terms of what we're seeing uh, in Ukraine uh, and uh, what's happening in Russia. We need to pray. Uh, And not only pray, but read our Bibles and look for the soon return of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Moss. About to sign off. I want to do it just right. Maybe I need to to count down. How many seconds do I have, uh, uh, technician? (laughs) Well, the technician told me I'm getting close. Uh, So I can't start uh, another whole lesson. Ah, I need two hours to do that. Maybe that'll happen someday. But make sure you tune in uh, for our next program, tomorrow's program. It will be one that you will find very engaging. And always remember that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, where any question about the Bible, whether you agree with me or not, is welcome on this program. As long as we're talking about the Bible, talking about the Word of God, then we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, okay? And that is dealing with God's Word. So make sure that you uh, uh, stay tuned here and that you uh, give us a call. I don't think you're interrupting me. You change course from what I'm talking about. All right. God bless you. Love all of you. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 